Resonant Truth presents Natural Time, Mayan Astrology for a Modern Age. I'm Lisa Starr. I was raised in the faith of the Mayan sacred calendars. These ancient cycles have been resurrected for a modern audience and called Natural Time, in part because our year of uneven month lengths is, by comparison, really unnatural. I am not here to lead any kind of revolt against the Gregorian calendar, but I do want to bring the Mayan alternative to light, and I want you to know about Mayan astrology, where the passage of time and your birthday within it has deep mystical and magical significance according to indigenous spirituality. I am passionate, I am transparent, and I am emotionally available, if not volatile. And that's because I'm a blue overtone storm. You can find out what you are at ResonantTruth.com. Today on the Zolkin Count is called White Planetary Dog. And it is the 10th day of the Red Dragon Wave spell. And it is the Galactic Moon Day 6. So I'm always telling people, like, get a reading from me. It'll be great. It will be great. I see that each time it is great. However, I also see in me this kind of tragic fallibility. I did a whole reading today, presuming it was white planetary mirror, and it, and it is not. <laughs> it is white planetary dog. I'm just so prone to slippage and I hope it's not early onset dementia or Alzheimer's or any of those big name developments. I truly hope that's not what's going on. I hope it's just more like, oh, this is what happens. You get sort of slippery with your recall. You get disoriented like that happens to everyone. Uh, I know that I stopped drinking any caffeine a couple of weeks ago. And I am adrift a lot of the time because I'm both, um, I guess, detoxing, but I'm also just incapable of finding something else to replace that instantaneous sort of controllable um, mental acuity. So instead, I just have to be real with what is, but it's very humbling. Like, fortunately, that didn't affect the reading at all. It's worse if I like get somebody's astrology wrong but uh, that doesn't happen very much and I also double check all the time because, <laughs> because I don't want it to happen ever but just like laughing at the constant chronic learning ritual of life in the 2020s in the Gregorian determination of the 2020s there is no rest for the weary. There is just like sledging along, or is it slogging, being weary. Like, there's there's not really like achievement of chillaxing and peaceableness. Like, even right now, I have a dog that's being super disruptive somewhere on my property while I'm trying to be there for the people. And that's not uh, symbolic. It's just more like, well, as I'm trying to explain to you that there isn't really a place you can lodge in harmony these days, then the dog is creating a slight sonic disturbance. 
So trust me, even though I make mistakes, because my heart is in the right place on this white dog day. And that's true. And that's more fun and important to be able to bond emotionally or mm, instinctually, like instinctually as mammals, we want to be warm and in an embrace. To, at a, when it's cold, when it's cold and harsh, we want nothing more than to be tucked in together. So that's what we're aiming for here. We're not trying to be robots, artificial intelligence, um, technology. We're just trying to be real and true. And I was thinking about it, it, me, my whole brand being called Resonant Truth in the context of being able to do readings, including the kind of reading atmosphere of this recording. I am just looking to find and convey truth. Truth meaning some legitimate, restful uh, reality, but it can be a mystical reality. It's not like real, like, no, we have to prove it, but rather, oh, that's real. I feel it. I feel it. It makes me smile. When we get to truth, I think we get to joy. Even if the truth is super harsh, it, it relieves us of like, uh, like flickering eyes and skittering synapses like wait 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 I'm trying I'm trying trying to filter through and what is real what is real what is real here and that can be paranormal reality you know not just like what is actually cellular on this planet but rather like what is going on what is going on what is going on and then we hit it we hit the truth and we go okay that's really terrible or sad but I don't have to try to figure it out anymore and honestly I think that's the arc of a wave spell whether it's 13 days or 13 months or 13 years is that we begin kind of like without an awareness of what's happening we're in it or we're in darkness or we're in the depth of something and we climb our way out or we rise or we sort of sift through it. I think that's a good analogy, just sifting through over the 13 stages and we get clarity really early on, you know, within maybe the first five tones, we start to understand what's happening from the confusion, but then we have to like work with what's happening and see where it's taking us, which we don't know. We don't know the outcome or the arrival point in a wave spell. We are on a ride. So this is the peak of the wave spell, though. Today is the planetary day, and planetary means the height of the wave. It's called planetary, even though it's the most skyward, because it is the last stage of being on the planet before we would just be out there in space. So it's kind of like it's the outer boundary of the planetary experience today. If we were to go any higher, it would be a cosmic experience. It would be um, beyond planetary. I talk about etheric a lot. So we notate it like, well, this is as far as I could get and be on the planet. And at the same time, reflectively, divinity is saying, divinity meaning God, but not a Christian God. Divinity is saying, 
yes, and you're not going to go any farther. Like what's out here beyond planetary is for you to experience when you're not alive on the planet anymore. And of course, we can all tune into what's beyond this planet's atmosphere and, and in space and in the ethers and in heaven. That's what the dialogue is between ourself and our higher power, our higher consciousness. It's something extraplanetary, but it would not be true that we were extraplanetary citizens when we were incarnated. Like, I'm very kind of black and white about that. I'm the child of a Michigan man, and I just think that the influence of the Midwest on me is very good because I've never been super new age in the sense of really grappling with like the paranormal characters or I would say caricatures of like angels and extraterrestrials and okay ghosts and all of those mediums that are like beyond um, cellular existence I'm just more like uh, when I'm here in my lifetime I'm here and I grapple and I'm informed and I feel the things that are not here in planetary but I have to stay conscious and connected to earthly experience like there's no um, full commitment to the sky that would be the afterlife I don't know why I'm talking about that oh I do know why <laughs> you know what I almost just did I need to retire I almost just said because it's a white world bridger day <laughs> because on my confusion like wait I thought it was a white mirror day what has happened then what day is it I went oh I guess maybe it's white world bridger I just bypassed white dog completely which is terrible because I have three and a half white dogs I have three white dogs and one gray and white dog. So you, you would think that this moment of white planetary dog, I would be paying more attention just to the, the basics of it. I'm lost. It feels like white world bridger. It feels like white mirror. And I'm going to say at the risk of being kind of not on any particular topic here, just rambling. I'm going to say that that's one thing that's cool about the colors of the tribes is that all the white tribes do have something in common all the red and blue and yellow each and within their color zone have a lot of commonality and it's truly as simple as being part of the north the place of spirit when we're talking about the white tribes so they look like each other because they are exploring I would say the colorless part of life you know, that's not drawn with hard lines, the amorphous and etheric. Oh, I just love using words, celestial, divine, you know, whatever. The north is the place of spirit. So that's what all these um, other tribes I've been alluding to incorrectly have to do with today is that they're also in the place of spirit. It's White Dog Day. And that's perfect, right? It's the Red Dragon Wave Spell, and the Day of Manifestation for Red Dragon is a mammal. You know, those of us who've had kids or understand about child um, 
children and how they come into the world, we know that uh, we're creating a little animal and the manifestation of that um, divine red dragon goddess figurehead is uh, the creation of life and specifically, I guess, our own lives uh, as humans who can reflect on the Zolkin um, our dog-like as uh, devotees to the red dragon goddess. So do you get that, what I'm saying there, what I just did? <laughs> I reminded myself uh, while talking that white dog is so much about like a loving heart and loyalty and I have a bunch of dogs so I get what they're doing and they're teaching me about white dog but I'm white dog you know I'm not anyone's pet domesticated I'm well we're all super domesticated but like who owns us or who oversees our well-being keeps us safe it is a godhead so red dragon is the goddess head and in her wave spell, the day of manifestation is a little offspring or a devotee such as White Dog represents. You know, I've just kind of in that zone. I had a pretty cool, extensive reading with an A student today. I, I was reminded having this time with someone who really follows the, the Zolkin um, in a scholarly and deeply committed also mystical way like we could just talk our parlance was elevated because it wasn't um you know limited to what I'm happy to serve and support you know more beginning concepts or middle of the path concepts but like you can get really in the woods and in the weeds with details when you get your traction with how everyday um calendar mechanics work and how your own astrology sits in you and around you then you can get into like the yeah it's the dirt like what and I was feeling like oh that is very devotional like here we are two devotees who are ardently uncovering this sort of secrets or science of Mayan spiritual astrology so that's really meaningful and then while it was happening I was like oh I remember being a student in regular school you know nothing to do with seeking I just wanted to learn and I was so hungry to have an interaction with someone that my learning became very like I was an excellent student because I gave my all to my work and what a teacher you know, I was like, why did the teachers, why were they so nice to me? And I think because it's so nice when students are completely on board. So I haven't met a bunch of you, but I would encourage you to think about um, getting deeper, getting in the conversation that's like beyond what I do here. And there, there are other people offering it, but it's, it's just very powerful when you can, we can uncover things that are skipped over in this more generic presentation. Um, hmm. Well, I know that we're pretty much at a couple of junctures. 
Uh, one is like Valentine's, which doesn't mean anything. Although uh, in my book, Natural Time, I wrote about how like originally Valentine's was called something else. This is not an interesting story, so now I have to kind of undo that I was going to tell it. But just there's like a whole pagan ritual in ancient Rome where people ran through the streets taking the virginity of women <laughs> as a rite of spring, which sounds horrible, right? <laughs> but then it evolved when it wasn't pagan anymore, and they called it St. Valentine's Day after a Christian, I guess we would sort of think of that as like Roman Catholic saint. So St. Valentine's was originally a really, um, well, it was called Februas, and maybe it was called, pronounced Februas, but the origin point of February, this time of year, is this Februas festival which I think that word even means something weird, like phallus skin or something. I'm so sorry. <laughs> First of all, I'm not being, I'm like creating untruths here. What is that called? Like false information. Um, and at the same time, I'm just being kind of gross. So nonetheless, here we are. It's Valentine's Day, which just has nothing to do with mystical anything or Mayan anything, but it's real in the culture that it's pressure to see who loves you and express and fish for love. And it's something I think just to get through. I, I think that this white planetary dog day is about as Valentine's as it gets in the Zulkin. And I'm sort of pleased right now because I saw my, um, I don't know the word to use, but my guy and today, and I was, I was all effusive before I saw him. I was all like, mm, I have so many feels, you know, just like, ah, and I thought it was a white mirror day. So I was dumb. And then, you know, it is white dog and it is inevitable on this manifestation of love day that we are really in the most authentic, like provable, nameable, tangible place of our expression of love for each other. So why don't you just soak up this day that may have ended by the time you heard it. It's like Super Bowl Sunday. Um, I think Rihanna is a white dog. I'm not going to confirm that, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I think she's a white dog. Wouldn't that be perfect? Uh, maybe I will for my own interest. So she's doing the Super Bowl halftime show, if you <laughs> don't know that. I'm I'm air, airing this or recording it during the Super Bowl, so I'm not watching it, or nor do I care. But you can't help but hear the noise. So the noise of Valentine's is really heavy right now, and I'm saying stay rooted in reality if if this is reality, uh, circling back to the, the idea that it's truth, the truth of the Mayan code, that this is a time coming up, uh, moving into the Valentine's Day proper. This red dragon theme is very much about love, and it's red. And it is so much more, though, about maternal feminine nurturance 
like the power behind female love. Uh, I don't know exactly how to distinguish that. I, men are protective, women are protective, men are effusive, women are effusive just differently or the same if you want to nitpick it. But right now, the love that we're going to walk into this weird cultural phenomenon called Valentine's Day is feminine love and um, close-knit affection and attachment because that is what we demonstrate as women when we have a baby uh, attached to us through our umbilicus, when we like host, when we are the nest and home for a dependent for 260 days that's pretty intimate and that is what we know best and is what we offer for the survival of the species and that's how feminine love archetypally is described and celebrated right now so this is a pep talk if you like like someone but aren't with them or you love someone and you are and you get all like goofy and femme and powerfully um, potent in your nurturance, you know, the things that we can turn into codependence. But if you're just doing that right now, when you're deeply present for someone else and want to yeah, be there for them, that is dynamic and true. Uh, I'm trying to jump over to the galactic tone. It's really early on in it. All I can identify is that I am uh, like I said, not able to lie. And maybe there is also an integrity piece to the word integrity uh, is connected to this galactic tone that it's time of things being integrated and not broken apart anymore. Not in pieces, put back together, woven, interwoven, not individual th threads. And so... When I think about my own like lack of energy at the moment, I just know that I'm being in integrity. Like the energy output in my day is is like in the repair department. It's like under the hood of me. It's not showy bells and whistles on the vehicle vessel that I am. It's uh, the interior workings, the more intangibles. Those are getting harmonized. And I don't have any power to accelerate that or deter it. It's taken over. So there's a lot of fire to come. The moon after this, the tone that follows galactic always, you know, they're always in order, the same order. And after galactic is always solar. And solar is completely fiery. Should be like 28 days of focus intention, activity, trying. I'm trying. I'm not, not sitting around. I'm trying. So I think that there is an organic quality to the what I experience as relative inaction or aimlessness or like I feel with low self-esteem uh, tendencies, like uh, I'm, the uselessness of me right now. But I am in a utility arc where I am coming in harmony and you are too, and it might look different for you than for me because the disharmony could have accumulated or been impacted in a different way for you than for me. But we're both on the same track for 22 more days, like a long spell uh, to 
do what it takes to be more whole, as in holism. Okay, the other thing that's on my mind is that the way that I focus really strongly on the wave spell when I do the podcast is, I've said this recently, a couple episodes ago, but I would like you to really understand and give some attention to your own Mayan birthday, i.e. your Zolkin kin day, they call it, or the tribe and tone you were born in. I would like you to understand where that lies within a wave spell, because you are part of a 13-day wave spell, and the first day of the wave spell names the tribe that the 13 days revolve around. And because each of us is born on one of the days of 13 of a tribe, and the days revolve around that tribe, we revolve around that tribe also. So I don't break down the days very much. I don't um, get into the sort of most detailed aspect of the calendar as we walk through it. I've said, I think recently, especially like, get yourself a calendar or see one online and know what each day is because that's how you learn. You get the tribe and the tone of the day and then you walk out into it and you see what synchronicity sets up to help you understand what the tribes and the tones mean. And you're given words on the calendars, just as I give some words here that come from Jose Arguelles' interpretation of the ancient Maya, and those words describe the tribe and the tone. And we go day by day, and that's how we learn about the tribes and the tones, what they feel like, the tone of the tribes and the tones. But when I'm talking, I'm trying to remind you that everything's a process of 13 and that we're used to taking things day by day, Monday, Tuesday, but we're less used to like, wow, this week, the feeling of this week is this month has the flavor of this. Like we know about the four seasons. They feel like this and this. We can see how they like uh, are kind of coalesced around a concept. Winter is like sleeping dead in activity and snow and cold and darkness. And then spring is the awakening of life and the return to light. And summer is like the fullest exposure to the sun and all the harvest and bloom that comes with it, the fruitfulness, the abundance. And fall is when that starts to turn back towards darkness and decay. And um, yeah, it's kind of the harbinger. Is it harbinger? Ooh. Of, uh, of winter. So the way those seasons have feelings for us that we can agree on or personally grasp and experience, so do the 13-day cycles here. And so I want to always emphasize the 13-day cycle that we're in has this flavor, tonality. This tribe, Red Dragon, that we're celebrating is like so. You can feel it every day. The days are specific, and they take us on a journey within Red Dragon, but there's a connection to the days that we experience and the journey we're on and the Red Dragon overlying motif. 
So you know that to be true. And I'm just saying, check out the inverse. You're my birthday. Like my very bestie who listens to my podcast and keeps me podcasting. You all owe her your, your, um, like she gets some kudos because she'll be like, I'm waiting for your podcast. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I want to give it to you. So then I do. She, I don't know that she knows what wave spell she's in because I think she is content to just sort of be in the wave spells and not in the daily, you know, experience. So like it's more brush strokes than fine uh, point pen, pen lines for her, I think. But then I'm like, hey, you were born in the yellow sun wave spell. Well, that's actually wrong. Um, but she's born in the yellow star wave spell. This is me, my intense fallibility on display. Uh, so born in the yellow star wave spell, I'm born in the blue eagle wave spell, you're born in the X wave spell, and notice it because you re- you revolve around that. It's your sun, it's the center of your little galaxy with 13 planetary bodies. And you know, there's a flow between the days as well. Just as it's very, very natural, it makes so much sense that um, this manifestation day of Red Dragon would be about love and loyalty. So do that, do that journey, or, you know, I'm not going to like look it up for you, but you can look it up online in a heartbeat. And then you'll know when you'll have another tribe to reflect on. Um, I think kind of unrelated, but because I always talk so harshly about when we're in Mercury retrograde, and I think it was just last time, and I'm like, so I'm so mean about what you can't do when it's Mercury retrograde, what is sort of jinxed in that time, and I'm so compulsive in my expression of that, then let's celebrate that it isn't, and let's go buy a car. Every one of us needs to book a trip, or buy a car, or enter a relationship, romantic styles one, you know, like this is the time between retrogrades when it's clean and clear. I was thinking about this because I did buy the coolest car you'd ever see uh, during a retrograde and the car has been a money pit. It has been unreliable. It's still the coolest car, but it's not an easy experience to own it. And I hate to be so literal and have such heavy conviction about all this, but I have this relationship, maybe it's in my other chart, to retrograde where I have to really be um, open and accepting. And it's true, the circling back, it's truth to me because I get the evidence that supports it as being true. So now I'm really interested in actually buying a car. <laughs> I'm very excited that I feel that it's going to be okay if I do. And in fact, I have all of this like fresh, excited energy, I'm becoming put back together, you know, in this galactic moon, there's less fracturing, because I'm not subjected to the instability, which I'm open to, you know, everything in retrograde is to me taking away our dependence on automation and mechanical failure supports that and things breaking and we have to be just 
simpler and purer and closer to source, that's really good. Um, but it's also really nice when you feel like you can kind of be friends with the mechanical things in your life again. Like they're not all feral or possessed or zombified with their own will. They're like in healthy relationship again. So I want you to enjoy that, but I want you to take action. I mean, I, I don't de de demand devotional um, worship from anyone. I think I'm a really good hands-off teacher, but I have this conviction, and so I'm trying to share and direct you. I'm trying to share and support and direct you to do everything you need to do around car ownership and car sales now, to plan your trips now, to uh, start dating now. <sighs> what else? Yeah, I mean, you know, buy a computer now. Or I think we end up replacing a lot of technology and machinery in the retrograde time because it breaks. And so I kind of accept now that if my car needs to repair, I don't have to think like the mercury retrograde broke my car but rather it's perfectly in support of my spiritual beliefs that during Mercury retrograde, my car would hemorrhage in some way and have to be attended to. And then it's real to me that it happened then. Things were less stable for a mechanical um, object at that time. But the way divinity comes in and makes life sacred is by you know, attaching it to the time when everything's going haywire. I, I believe there's something going on in space that makes it so. I just don't know what it would be. I don't get it at all. What would make, what about a planet appearing to move backward from our perspective, not actually changing anything in its orbit, just looking like it's different? Why would that affect, you know, things that we make that are mechanical. I don't get it. <laughs> the last thing I'm going to do, because I'm kind of sharing what I was teaching in the reading space today really fast before we go, is that don't forget the formula that's equally hard to believe or understand, doesn't seem to have any real Mayan origin, the formula of adding birthdays of yourself and another to get a representation of what your intersection is. What is it? that you share or what is your fusion what is your vibe and that's adding the tones and then adding the tribes and if you add the tones and the number you get is greater than 13 then you take away 13 if you add the numbers of the tribes of yours and theirs and it's greater than 20 take away 20 i hope you heard that you can rewind that's an important component jammed in at the end I'm Lisa Starr, I am another yourself, and in Mayan we say, in la